The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And when he had said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, reach out your hand and put it in my side, do not doubt but believe. And Thomas answered, My Lord, my God. And Jesus said to them, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, you put life in front of us that we may know hardship and through that hardship trust in you. You put joys in front of us and through those joys we may have trust in you. Be with us this day. Amen. A few years ago there was a funniest joke in the world competition. And the winning joke went like this. Two men were out hunting in the woods. Suddenly one man clutches his chest and falls to the ground. His friend immediately gets out his cell phone and he dials 911. He tells the emergency operator, My friend just died. What should I do? And the operator says, Take it easy, sir. First of all, make sure he's dead. And there was a few seconds of silence, and then there was a gunshot. And the man gets back on the phone and says, Okay, what next? (laughs) 
uh, judging between this laughter and our saviors, you think this joke is funny. They did not. So how do we know if Jesus was dead? How do we know if you're a doubter? Thomas gets a really bad rap, doesn't he? I mean, if we follow in, in John, I think it's chapter 11, it's Thomas who says, let us go back to Galilee with you so we may die. Now that's not a man who's doubting what's going to happen. Thomas gets a bad rap. In the other Gospels, the women come back from the tomb and they tell the disciples that are gathered together, Jesus is risen. And what do the disciples say to the women? They took it as an idle tale. But it's Thomas who's called the doubter. Unless I see the print of the nails in his hands and fingers in the print of the nails and put it, my hand in his side, I will not leave. The disciples received something that Thomas did not. Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit. That's John's Pentecost event, that one line. He breathed on them. As a pastor, and since confirmation's coming up, it made me think of that story because I've had a few confirmants who would often say, I don't know if I believe or not. I never have troubles with people who say, I don't know if I believe or not. I have more difficulties with those who say, I have never doubted God for a moment. It's, it's sort of like, are you alive? Uh, uh, do you have a brain? Do you use it? Life is not easy. There are difficulties that come to us. Do we have faith? Yes, we have faith. Do we doubt? If things come to us in life, yes, we doubt. And they're in tension. And that tension is good. We desire that God would reveal God's self Clearly. And God probably does. But it's not often in the way we think, and it's not often in the way we want God to reveal God's self. The adult class just a few minutes ago were struggling with the question why do good people suffer? And where is God? And how do we answer that question? I mean, yes, God gave us a guidebook. It's called the Bible. 
But I don't know about your Bible, but in my Bible, he didn't circle all the correct answers for the questions that come up. And so we're like those early disciples. Count how many times the words see, saw, seen are in this few verses. That's how the disciples had faith. And so Thomas comes along and he hears the disciples say, I have seen the Lord. And Thomas says, so? What does that mean? Having doubts. There must be something important in having doubts. Having, even having fears. An example. When fish were first starting to be shipped inland, they were shipped live, and especially codfish. But what they found was, even though the fish were alive in containers with water and they were being shipped, they ended up getting soft and mushy and tasteless. And they realized that the fish kind of just went dormant. So they had to come up with something to keep them firm and strong. So into these tanks of live cod, they would put a catfish. Catfish and cods are natural enemies. And the codfish wanted to stay alive, so they swam away from the catfish. And so the fish to our table was firm and tasty. St. Paul says, we see through a glass darkly. Doubt is part of that dark glass. We don't know what's going on. We do know that we have a hunger for a relationship with God. And so faith comes to us. Usually it's from our inside. We walk daily with God. Thomas did something interesting that we need to remember and learn. Thomas was not there Sunday night when Christ appeared. He was there the next Sunday when Christ came back. And what we need to learn from that is our faith is not alone. Our faith is in community. Our faith is what happens as we experience God. Thomas came back, he saw the Lord, and he said, My Lord, my God. The event of faith happened. So what happened to Thomas? 
His later career in life is a mystery and somewhat of a legend. There's an apocryphal book, meaning a book that didn't make it into our Bible, called The Legend of Thomas. And the legend goes that after Christ ascended, the disciples got together and they divided the world. And each of the disciples went to a certain place. Thomas received India. Thomas went to India, and legend has it that he died there. In South India today, there is still worshipers who call themselves the Thomas Church of South India. And they claim Thomas as their founder. His testimony of faith changed their life. So Thomas was a doubter, but Thomas was faithful, faithful enough to become a martyr for the church. Thomas wasn't condemned. Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's us. We have not seen the physical Lord. We have seen faith in each other. We have seen faith in ourselves. We read the Bible, pray our prayers, and faith grows into that relationship. So the resurrection is a promise of God to be with us forever and for now. And it's based on that relationship. So resurrection is really a relationship. It's a relationship that will never be broken or abandoned or separated or f- will, and will be there forever because God is the one doing it. And that relationship we understand. We live for and exist in relationships. When we are in the church, we are in a relationship with each other. If God is not present, we still understand the relationship. Because we know that relationships are not always life-giving. Relationships are always on the brink of dissolving. Relationships will end, sometimes because it's totally our fault, and sometimes they end because of no fault at all. Relationships just end because we end. But that's not resurrection relationship. Resurrection relationship does not end because God is the maker of that relationship. And it's a hope and a promise that builds into that resurrection relationship. We are in the season of Easter 
and resurrection is part of our relationship with God. And so we can say, He is risen. Okay. You ready this time? I thought I gave you a prompting. One, two, three. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.